together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. That's Kitty and this ride. Shia, it's your KC Morning Show, baby! A yippee fry yay! To the KC Morning Hose, Kitty is across the table. What's the word, girl? What's up, my dude? Well, you want to tell these folks some emails you got this morning? Some, uh, some updated stats and figures? Hell yeah. So, you know, about to finish this semester of college. Graduate next semester. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, I really decided I really wanted to get all A's this semester. I wanted to get on that dean's list. I wanted to make my mom proud. Well, I took one of my finals this week. Right now, we are right on all A's. But I took one final. He had hit me with an 89%. I was riding heavy on that 93 train. And guess what? Uh-huh. Wake up this morning. Not only do I have more financial aid coming my way for the Uh-oh. spring. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Class is already paid for, so that's just refund money. Woo! And that teacher that I was sitting on that 89 with, I got a 96. Look at you go! I just went up 7% B over overnight. It's unheard of. Unprecedented, if Yes, you will. I did some extra credit. Apparently, she gave us a gift of removing our lowest test score. It's the best. And, yeah. I'm going to have all A's, dog. And a bunch of money. That's house money, girl. Let's go put it all on black. You know what I'm saying? I already put it all on black every day, baby. Mm, That's my girl. That's my girl. Hey, it's a Friday. Friday's always styled by the homies over at Charlie Hustle. What's that promo code, Kitty? Especially now in this holiday season. It's at KCMS20. What's that get you? 20% off in-store online text chuck. You know the deal. Big chuck. 20% off KCMS20. Busy day for both you and myself. It's a Friday show. We like to keep it light on Friday, so we're going to kick it with the homies. On the show today, we've got Chris Mowry. He is one of the owners of Journey Pro Wrestling, professional wrestling here in Kansas City. we got a show tonight. Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. That is the name of the show. The card is stacked. Happening tonight over at Blip Coffee. Doors at 6.30, bell time at 7. So we'll have Chris Mowry on the show to fill us in. A little wrestling in the West Bottoms. Mm. Kitty, you gonna go? I might be there, yeah. Yeah, there she is. I'll be on commentary. We're gonna be, uh, I guess, broadcasting it live. Chris will fill you in. I didn't know that before he told me. So, And I'm one of the owners. I should uh, probably check an email. Also on the show today, Enrique Chi. He is with Making Movies, one of my favorite bands in Kansas City. He also is the founder of Art as Mentorship. It is a nonprofit here in Kansas City. Just does the Lord's work, L-A-W-D. And he's got a show on Saturday. It's like a super group show. And it is going to be incredible. Making Movies, The Republic Tigers, Black Hill. We got Brandon from the greeting committee. It's going to be stacked over at the Truman, too. So Enrique will fill us in on that. And then we wrap with a sports thing. Betsided.com's very own Benny Heist. Talking Chiefs. What a game last night. Go ahead. Hop in. How about them freaking Chiefs, dog? On top of the AFC West. You know, they turned it around when we went to that last game. So are we going to start looking for our place to stay for this? 
I didn't want to say it. I know. You better start knocking on wood. To. Knock on wood. See, I even, st- I even cut myself off. Kitty, what you think about that? That worked for you, girl? I love that. Don't take these A's to the bank. Literally. 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 A good day to be a Kansas City and my friends' conditions always ideal. Kitty, tell these folks we're going to see them in the morning. We are going to see y'all in the dang morning. Nah, uh Kitty, say it with your chest, girl. Say it with your chest. We are going to see y'all in the morning. My name's Hartzell. I'm Kitty. Bye. Adios. Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City. They love The Rock and Casey. The Casey Morning Show. Unbelievable night here at Journey Pro. 78 weeks later, Hartzell. It has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for doing this. And I look forward to many more sessions, many more shows, many more parties with the main man of 96.5, Hartson. Thank you, my brother. It's been an amazing time. What a night. Look at these folks. Wrestling has reborn in Kansas City. Weeks 1 through 78, they were the most important until next week because Journey Pro is back and it's here to stay. My brother back on your KC Morning Show. He is the founder, owner. What's the word? I, I, founder, founder. Founder. That's it. Founder. Yeah, yeah. My my guy likes to game. Also, my guy likes to watch some professional wrestling. He is part mm. owner of Journey Pro. It is professional wrestling in Kansas City. The show is today. Chris, what is the name of the show we got? Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. <laughs> Which is true. Full disclosure, I'm also a part owner of Journey Pro, but we got a show today at Blip Coffee. Chris Mowry, my brother, what we got going on? We got a stacked card, my friend. We got the, uh, the Hallets uh, versus West Coast Wrecking Crew as our main event. Let's uh, go. Gary J versus Christian Ropes. Dak Draper versus the frontman Jossie. No, hold on. Before we move on to the next match, explain why that match, well, all these matches are big deals, but that yeah, Ja yeah. and Dak match, there's a little bit of significance there, especially recent significance. So explain that one. Why is that such a cool match in Kansas City? Dak used to be here with uh, NWL back in 2017, something like that. So he he lived here in Kansas City and worked out of here for a long time. He had been working for Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has just closed its doors. So he's he's coming back to the Indies. Little hometown homecoming. Ooh, I like uh, that. Yeah, very excited to have him. What else we got in the show, Chris? We also have Jeremy White versus JDX. That's going to be great. Yeah. I, I also just got a shout out. If you just go to Journey Pro's Twitter, you can see so many great promos from all of these people that have been happening over the past few weeks. Because it's not just a bunch of, you know, beefy dudes and a bunch of very talented women rolling around and, and you know, smacking each other in the face. No, it's a story. It is storytelling. And that's what the promo is. The promo is, you know, verbally sparring. And we got some of the best ones cut for this show oh yeah the front man jossie dak one is fantastic the jdx jeremy wyatt one is really great in fact chris can we just play that front man job promo like right now <laughs> i'm gonna do it can we do that tell me to yeah, hit play the, yeah do it I, I get a feeling that i never 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 had before no. catch this friday nights all right for fighting and this one's coming up quicker than hardly quinn skirt for jumbo joker over here but that ain't the only scoop swimming around. See, Journey Pro brings to you an event so big, so monumental, so integral and important to the growth of professional wrestling as a whole, let alone the Kansas City Territory, that it could only be headlined by sexual dragon himself, the Big Kahuna, he who shall not be contained, the front man, Jaws C. 
Normally, whenever the plankton's place, my dangerously handsome headshot on the poster to the right of the wrong top prospect, I'd say something fry. He'd hide under a blanket and cry. But just like Craig told Pops in 95, you live. You live to fight another day. But that damn Draper didn't do his homework. And in my school, that's something you just don't do. Yakety yak dak, don't talk back. Shame on you. That's his catchphrase. Tomorrow night's punishment is the foot man tearing down this mile high skyscraper. Die hard, try hard. Six foot five, 250 pounds. Dude, you're the real deal, Holyfield. But clearly, confusion has befallen you. Tricking you into thinking that you're the star of this shark tale we're telling. So sit back and relax, and I'll shoot straight for you. Tomorrow night, when I arrive, my theme music's gonna cut those speakers. I'm gonna make my walk, stand in that magnum-sized ring that just might be half as big as my dock. John's gonna throw out the bait, reel you in to remind the people just how I'm great. You're gonna take your shirt off, spin it around your head like a helicopter, whatever it is you wish, like I'm a piece of cake, yeah? I'm gonna stick a hanger in your skin sleeves, gut you like a fish and drape you. I talk a big damn game, and I back it up. I mean, the guy is incredible. This entire card, I mean, these are folks that have national experience, international experience. Some of these folks are homegrown, they're local. We're doing this at a roastery. It's a blip coffee, Chris Mowry. I mean, just... Yeah. We got a really good thing, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have a great community of people. We're also encouraging everybody to make sure that they wear their masks. The recent uptick of COVID, we just want to make sure everybody's safe and that they can come hang out with their wrestling family and then feel comfortable being around their real families next week when it's Christmas time. So, And it's just nice being able to do it the right way and still be surrounded by like-minded, awesome folks. You know, folks yes. who would also agree that Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. I mean, those are the folks that I want to surround myself with. Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And some other folks you might want to be surrounded by. We also have on this card, Heidi Howitzer versus Quinn McKay. That might steal the show. We don't sleep on women's wrestling. No. Women's wrestling is just professional wrestling. And yes. um, I am so excited for this match. Quinn also from ROH. She's a correspondent there. She was fantastic and a great wrestler. So she's making her debut. Can I have her do some commentary with me too? Please <laughs> and thank we'll, you. We'll have to ask her. We'll have to ask her. What else we got on the show? We have Kenny Alfonso versus Moonshine Man tell that's a that's a good storyline payoff there we got luke langley versus everett connors everett connors uh -huh. if anyone has followed my twitter is one of the funniest dudes i've ever met in my life he has this reoccurring character of his dumbass grandma and it's just mm -hmm. chef kisses yeah that's great it's like quintessential gen z humor and mm -hmm. i did not realize how much i'm here for it yeah. This is independent wrestling, all right? This isn't mm. like the WWEs of the world, the AEWs of the world. Although we do have their contact info and we have a lot of their talent that comes and wrestles for us at Journey Pro. But merch is everything yes. to our talent. You know, this is how they make their living. We have folks on this show who drove in today, will be driving out probably before the show is even done because they've got gigs and they've got shows booked all weekend long. So we have a merch sale slash, I guess, incentive discount how would you describe this chris yeah i'd say it's incentive if you if you purchase any of the wrestlers merch stephanie will take a photo of you and then you'll get five dollars off the ticket to the next show in february so little incentive there to help these guys and gals out on their travels and little bonus you get five dollars off your your ticket for the next show man this is a good
good time. We just want this to be the place to be. It's inclusive. There is no barrier of entry. We had so many folks at our last show who that was their first time. And now yeah. I think that we can safely consider them Journey Pro lifers. Yeah, I would think so. In fact, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> we started with 78 weeks later. That was our first show back in the Panini. That is whatever we're calling the last 20 months. And it was mm. exactly what it was. 78 weeks from our very last show pre the shutdown. So we yeah. have some folks who maybe want to get caught up on some storylines or what they may have missed. So my man, could you maybe give them a, a bit of a quick refresher? Yes, I can. What are some of the biggest storylines that you are excited to see paid off? If not at this show, maybe in the, in the, the near future i think the the christian reels versus gary j match they're two veterans of the profession and they you know they're really competitive and they want to win they've teamed up in the past but things didn't quite work out the way they wanted to so they're a little pissed off at each other so they're gonna they're gonna have it out the whole kenny alfonso versus greg jovi's mary min uh <laughs> storyline is really good kenny used to be managed by this man jovi the scum of the earth that is greg jovi <laughs> greg jovi yes very very dastardly, dastardly human. He now has a, a like a crew of guys that Kenny is trying to make his way through, but they're all um, they're all big beefy boys. You know what I mean? Kenny's a cruiserweight, so which means yep, we gotta have a blow off. We gotta we gotta pay some of that off tonight. Oh yeah, that'll be great. You know, there's something about the storytelling in wrestling is is you and I as owners and and DJ and and Walter. Shout out to them, by the way. None of this happens without those two guys. Yeah, DJ Stewart, Walter Fulbright, myself, and Chris. That is the ownership group of Journey Pro. That's us. Like we can think of storylines and all these things, but really it's these performers like it's incredible how athletic they are and it's incredible how clever they are about how they want to present their story how they want to do it like i didn't i didn't have to say anything to jot or deck they've cut promos on it their friends have cut promos on it like i don't we don't even have to talk to them about it and they already know what to do they're already there they're already making it happen they're already building a story the end of thanks killing where kenny won and he he got up on the on the ring post and everybody stood up and cheered i got i got emotional about it i was like whoa this is crazy also chris we got ourselves a little scramble how dare we step ooh, on the ooh, lead yeah 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 yeah. no 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 Let, i was i was gonna get into this because it's it's the holidays right so we're having some holiday fun so we're having a christmas themed scramble so all of these people are great professional wrestlers but they're gonna be getting a little goofy tonight there's a santa claus there's maybe a max from the grinch there's maybe a grinch who knows right but it'll all be fun. There'll be a lot of fun stuff like that. Also, we're handing out Christmas presents at the door. Over the years at Journey Pro, there's a lot of stuff donated, like wrestling figures, uh, little knickknacks, little memorabilia type of things. And we've decided that we're just wrapping a bunch of that stuff and giving it away at the door today. It is the holidays. In the midst of exactly. all the chaos happening within the squared circle, Chris Mauer, we have to still be able to spread the Journey Pro holiday spirit. Mm. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. You mm. came on same time I did. We get a chance to say we work in the professional wrestling game, which mm. for me is a dream come true, and I can only imagine the same for you. Yeah. You know, we used to go to these shows. We'd sit next to each other and we would get lit and we would hoop and holler and cheer on all the Journey Pro folks and, and now we're helping to put on the shows. You know, life comes at you fast. Chris Mowry, what's it been like for you going through all this? Uh, surreal. So like I was just thinking about it the other day because Wednesday was winter is coming. I was like, has it been a year since the last one? Right. And it has. Uh, 
And that I remember specifically, I was like, I had reached out to my dad and I started really loving wrestling. And I texted him and I was like, hey, I really think you should watch TNT tonight for Winter is Coming last year. Because it was Moxley and Omega and then Sting shows up, right? We're talking AEW. AEW, right. So to think that was a year ago where I'm just a fan and then we're here now. This is now the second show that I've helped book. Like jumping in and building matches and talking to people about storylines. Like I never, I never thought that this would be my gig. I think that coming out of this, or I guess in the midst of this craziness, we kind of need this. Am I saying too much? No, 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 definitely. And like with the stuff we have planned for next year, like starting a training school and uh, having our own venue, you know, can we talk about that yet? Are we allowed to say it? Yeah. DJ said that it's, it's happening. Okay. Uh, Then we're good. um, If you uh, heard it here first on the KC morning show, you heard it here first. (laughs) So yeah, if you're interested at all in professional wrestling and training and all that, thinking by January, February, we should be able to be able to start doing some training and stuff. Um, And that new building just got to get space ready for everybody. And apparently, you and I need to perhaps like get in the ring and roll up because and you'll see this tonight at the show Kansas City um there's a guy named Darian Bankston he'll be in the scramble and Mm, um yeah Chris I don't know I don't know where he's trying to take this but it feels like we're going to have to throw hands at some point and I'm ready like we can do that he's getting a little snippy and you know what we're paying this guy so I'm not really sure what the problem is. That's what I'm saying. Did we misspell his name a couple times on the graphic? Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. And you know what? If we want to be technical, we just didn't proofread well enough. Totally. That's on us. We'll take, we'll take it. I said, listen, man, that's on us. Sure, we'll take that L, I guess. But give us a reason to proofread, man. Show up and show yeah. out tonight and maybe we'll proofread. No need to be a Grinch about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's the holidays, dude. Before I let you go, my brother, because we got to go get set up we got to work today make Mm. your pitch for professional wrestling i say it on this show every just about every episode life is professional wrestling i can't see myself without professional wrestling in my life you end up kind of fading out when all your buddies fade out of it but there's something that kind of calls you back you know it's like the force awakens there has been an awakening and not everybody gets back in but a few of us do get back in it, and we never leave it. And I think that's us. Like I'm a big sports fan, right? So there's something about seeing like, oh, clearly this is like a, a supreme athlete. What they do is something that not other people can do. And then there's also like I was also a theater kid. So I'm also coming at it from that angle. So I'm seeing the little moments of the performance or, or you know, seeing all of it come together in a way that when it when it hits, there is nothing else like it. When the storyline falls in place and the match comes together perfectly and all of that, when that happens, there is no other feeling like that. I have a friend who recently got back into it and now he he and his fiance, his fiance won't let him watch AEW Dynamite without her. So <laughs> she is now invested. You know what I mean? You may think it's silly or, or, or whatnot, but just give it, give it a shot. Give it a chance because it's really special and really fun. And what we got over at Journey is we like to have fun there. There's a little bit of everything there for everybody kansas city we have fun here professional wrestling is fun here in kansas city and we are bringing die hard 2 is also a christmas movie to the west freaking bottoms blip roastery chris where can folks go to get information get tickets the show starts when where do they go tell them everything Yes, a few tickets still available at journeyprokc.com. You can just go there. Doors are at 6.30. Bell should be around 7 o'clock. 
right around seven. And we got a fully stacked card, a lot of matches, a lot of fun stuff for you. So come on out and have a good time. If you were not a professional wrestling fan, you should come. In fact, I would argue you should especially come. Yes, because it's a great time. We've converted a lot of people. So come on out, come hang. It'll be a, a real fun time. Meet new people that you're like, wow, these people are really cool. Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to say I mean, you're you cool, could, but... You could say it. You could say it. Maybe even too cool, yeah. Oh, too cool and too sweet. Chris Mowry. <laughs> JourneyProKC.com. We will see you tonight. I'm on commentary. It'll be all produced. You'll have commentary. You'll have... Well, well also, Hartzell, if, if you can't make it to the show, you can watch it on Twitch. Hold on. Uh, I'm a part owner, and I should know this. Say that again. What? <laughs> you'll be able to watch the show on Twitch. In real time. Live streams. Twitch.tv Journey to Anarchy. Yeah. Chris Mallory. You'll be able to see that there. Your Friday night plans are set. We're going to go to Blit Roastery. We also have the option to stand right in your goddamn couch and watch it on Twitch. My friends, Journey Pro presents Die Hard 2 is also a Christmas movie. Chris Mallory, tell these folks too sweet so we can get out of here and go to work. Too sweet, baby. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Man, Enrique, it's been too long, brother. Back by popular demand, by standing ovation on your KC Morning Show. Enrique Chi, he is part of one of my favorite bands in Kansas City called Making Movies, but also is a founder of Art as Mentorship, one of the amazing non-for-profits we have in Kansas City. Doing the Lord's work, Enrique, because he and, and the team believe that the children are our future, and I happen to think that he's right. Enrique, you got a show this weekend, but first, let's catch up brother how are you doing i'm doing great man a little a little sleep deprived getting ready for the show this weekend but that's a good thing a relaunch of my rock and roll life you know i've made a record in the last few years and, and i've done live streams and we did some outdoor shows in the summer but nothing like it was uh, before the pandemic of course so it feels good I, I like the sleep deprived feeling you know when it's connected to stuff i really love to do and of course, I'm that asshole who makes someone who's sleep deprived uh, hop on a morning show. I'm sorry, Enrique. That's on me. That's oh, on me, brother. Oh, you're good. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how has the last 20 months been, brother? It's a bunch of nonsense, and we've had to really thrust this new normal or whatever on, on folks like you, on entertainers, on people who are trying to help the community. And it's not fair, but we need you. How have you been able to, to tackle that? Um, for me, provided a, a strange blessing in disguise in the midst of very chaotic, obviously, turn in my business life. You know, when you perform for a living and it goes away, it's not like it's not like they, they gave you a cancellation fee. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my business just stopped. So that was super stressful and chaotic. But the beautiful kind of positive thing that arose is that our band started this work 10 years ago. We started a music camp to empower kids. We wanted to be in an immigrant neighborhood. I'm an immigrant to the United States. And so we asked this, this organization called the Maddie Road Center that had this community center right smack in the middle of the historic Northeast. We said, Can we do a music camp and invite the kids in this neighborhood? Because we could tell there wasn't any musical stuff happening for them. And we knew we couldn't change the world, certainly couldn't change immigration policy, didn't know how we would affect that. But could we give kids a sense of, of joy and hope through music? That seems attainable. And over the course of the, the subsequent six years, folks kept saying, would you do more? And I realized that in order to do more, I had to start a not-for-profit. So I kind of like, you know, hunkered down and, and, and started one. And, and the organization was, was about two and a half years old when the lockdown hit. And what arose as my blessing in disguise or my silver lining through this is that without touring, 
I was able to throw myself 12 hours a day into this to grow this not-for-profit and to understand actually how not-for-profits work. I didn't really know that when I started one. You know, I, I was I was just trying to expand a music camp and learning as I went. Through the last two years, we've brought on the greeting committee of staff members. The organization has grown to like 10 team members. It tripled in size from a budget standpoint because we built a recording studio out at Interurban Art House that is wrapped up right now and ready for programming in 2022. And we just locked in a grant, thanks to H&R Block, that will allow us to move into programming space on the east side, connecting inner city kids and suburb kids, more so connecting inner city kids. Um, that's an educational space for kids to learn the other sides of the industry, not just playing the music, but perhaps capturing content, recording artists, editing things, editing things like podcasts. So it, it's really exciting. Um, and we're poised now to impact more people than ever before. And that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't have my life stall, be home, you know, for 20 months. I don't think I've heard a more modest person ever than you right now, Enrique. Number one, what you're doing is it's transformative. I mean, this is generational change. I mean, this is hope. This is, you know, spreading the story of us, of Kansas City, but also of those students, their individual talents that need to be seen and needs to be heard. Oh, by the way, y'all been nominated for a Grammy before. Uh, you are now writing grants. You're trying to work on new music and shows. How do you wear all these hats and how do they fit so perfectly? Man, I, I don't know if it fits so, so perfectly, but for, for me, it's just been grind, willing, willingness to hustle. You know, when I believe in stuff, I go really, really hard at it. And uh, to, to a fault, you know, sometimes I push so hard that I, I get sick because I haven't slept enough for a couple of weeks or something like that. But like, I really believe that, that, that music is a way to connect to our identities, you know, and to feel more comfortable in our own skin and that it's been a part of humanity for so long in that way. And there, there's like the music entertainment, which is like a, a business, a commodity. And that's cool. And that's I do that through my band making movies. But music as a, a way for, for communities to feel more glued together, that's like ancient. And humans have been doing that since the dawn of humanity. You know, the first time we found a flute was 40,000 years ago and you could play a pentatonic scale on it. That means you could like play the blues on a 40,000 year old flute. That means we've been doing that to feel good and feel like a community for so long. And sometimes we forget that, you know, that we forget that it's not just a business. It's, it's this other thing that has a lot of value for, for, for people. And so I, I love working in that. And when you see the outcomes, you know, we didn't, we didn't start a not-for-profit because I thought, oh, I want to be a not-for-profit leader. I never even dreamed of any of those. Like, I wouldn't have known what an executive director is six years ago. No idea. We just wanted to do a music camp. But the thing that I, that I, that I realized when we realized quickly is that when we focused on songwriting for the kids, that's where it really unlocked this like sense of identity thing. Because it was no longer about, about how well you played an instrument. So that means that the kids that were at the camp that had never had a chance to have music lessons, we were, they were on the same playing field as the kids who had some affluence and had been taking piano lessons for five years. Or maybe not even affluence, just had more opportunities and had musical lessons. Because when you're songwriting, it doesn't matter. All that matters is how willing you how willing you are to be vulnerable. And those kids who were willing to be vulnerable usually had stuff they wanted to share. And at the end of the week, when they're performing with created and they're being applauded for being vulnerable, there was a light bulb that would go on. And we noticed that. And so we decided to try to figure out why and how to do it more. And that's basically the, the journey we've been on. 
Uh, and it's a beautiful journey, my brother. I think what you're doing is incredible, man. But let's talk about what you got going on this weekend. Because like you said, you're getting back in the game, baby. So we have a show on Saturday over at the Truman. Everything in its right place. Your plan, making movies. A ton of guests on this show. Tell us everything, Enrique. Yes, our band, we got into this like this habit, you know, where we, where we would play the Truman in Kansas City. We would play a set of our own music and classic album. We've done a Talking Heads album, a Clash album. And then with this show booked, The Bridge, that local radio station, they asked us to, to cover a song from 20 years ago in commemoration of their 20th anniversary. And they asked us to cover a Radiohead song. So we were thinking, man, this was kind of fun to play this Radiohead song. So... We decided to not only play a set of making movies music tomorrow night at the Truman, but we're also then going to come back out on stage and play Radiohead's amazing album, Kid A, from front to back with all these guests. You know, Kid A is one of those albums hailed as one of the best of all time. You know, all the critics say that. I've kind of re-fallen in love with it because it is it is a brilliant work. So I'm so pumped to to present it to Kansas City, especially augmented by guests like the Grand Marquis, so full horn section. Brandon from the Greeting Committee is playing guitar with us. The folks from the Elders, Kian and Ian, father-son duo. So it's going to be a really special night. You'll get to see us perform, the Republic Tigers perform, Black Hippie from Memphis, and then kind of a super group takes the stage and we're going to present Radiohead's Kid A as a, a kind of send-off for the year for, for making movies. What are the nerves, man? I mean, what are the vibes? How you feeling? I, I am just so happy, like I said, to see y'all's name on a bill. Seeing this gives my heart all the feels. How are you feeling? I'm so excited. You know, we, we spoke quite a lot about the last 20 months and, and digging into learning not-for-profit stuff, and that was fun. But music for me is just playing is way more fun. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gassed up, you know? to play and this is like the last like the last chance to see making movies before we go travel internationally uh, we finished a new album during this time and it looks like we're going to partner with a really cool label out of la to put it out midway through next year and what's amazing is that our work that right that kind of came to head right before the pandemic where we had co collaborated with Ruben Blades and gotten our song featured at the Latin Grammys. And we played with him in Mexico. He invited us to play at, at the most pre prestigious venue in Mexico. It's called the Auditorio Nacional. It's like the Kennedy Center and stuff in Mexico. The, all that stuff was like, we knew we had made impact, but we couldn't really feel it because the pandemic shut everything down. But um, next year, we're going to perform in January in Panama. And then in March, we get to go to Mexico's Vive Latino Festival. That's like their big festival in Mexico City has Black Pumas and the Pixies. And that'll be our first step into like the Mexico festival circuit. And then they invited us to another one later in the year. So this is like the chance to send your Kansas City band, you know, with some Casey love out into the world because we're going to get to take this music and go play in Panama, Mexico, and hopefully throughout Latin America as 2022 unfolds. Enrique, let me hop on tour, huh? You need a tour podcaster, don't you? Right? Yeah. And you, you know, now that you mentioned it, that would be <laughs> great for content. Yeah. Enrique, before I let you go, brother, and we said this a little bit off air, not only where do you see yourself and making movies and artist mentorship, but where do you see this whole thing kind of shaping up? Just the industry, the crowds, the vibe. What are you seeing so far? Because I know we're still actively trying to work all this out. Well, that's a that's a difficult question given the, <laughs> the world we live in. But um, I think that the music um, will find safe ways to continue to participate in music in, and get people together. That is a essential part of being human, and I think that it won't go away. When it comes to artist mentorship, 
there is more and more research that's telling us that things like the arts in general, you know, and music making, and, you know, now we can scan a person's brain while they're playing music and understand what is changing and all these things. Now there's more and more evidence of its therapeutic benefit. So I feel that this organization, the sky's the limit. And my goal is to grow it to the place it stands on its own two feet and kind of lives beyond us. That's the goal with that. And so I don't think, I think that the sky's the limit because young people just went through a really hard thing and we're all going to have to, you know, be helpful because mental health for young people right now is, is, is at a crisis. And so we, I think we're going to have to lean in and do that. So I think we're going to have to focus on mental health and I think music won't go away. And I'm kind of okay with it shape-shifting some because it wasn't the most equitable place for people of color, for women. Perhaps the shakeup will allow us to maybe create a new world that's a little more equitable. It's changing, but music is not going anywhere. We need it to feel human. Man, I'm proud of what you do. I'm so excited for this show. Brother, where can people go to find information on you, on making movies, on art is mentorship? Where can we go to get tickets for our show on Saturday? Again, everything in the right place, live at the Truman this Saturday. Doors are at 8. What am I missing? Yeah, you can hit us at makingmovies.world. You can get your tickets right there as well. We, We do socials, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Art as Mentorship is art as mentorship, as just as it sounds, dot org. And you can also follow that on socials. Addie from the Greeting Committee is, is a great job of keeping folks up to date on our Instagram. Um, and and yeah, it's, it's exciting. So keep up with us in Kansas City, making movies. You won't get to see us probably till May. But um, for the if you know young people, if you heard about this music education stuff in January, we're announcing our whole year of programming programs start in February. And we'd love for you to send us young people who are talented and passionate because we have amazing stuff planned for the year. And when you announce the programming, can you come back on the show so we can help spread the word? Yeah. Thank you. That would be amazing. Enrique Chi, he is with Making Movies and Art as Mentorship. The show is tomorrow, and we got a super group. This is like the all-star game of Kansas City music. Everything in the right place. Doors at 8. Two sets from Making Movies and the super group. Tickets, info, everything can be found at makingmovies.world. Enrique, thank you, brother. You're the best of us. Thank you.
matriculating the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show. Let's do a sports thing. He is our manager in chief on this year Casey Morning Show, the managing editor at betsided.com, part of the fan sided network. Benny Heiss, are you still buzzing from last night? I was buzzing last night, but I have to tell you, I, I didn't sleep. Like that <laughs> game got me going. I was watching. I was involved in a in a live stream for a little bit at halftime. I had a uh, I had a five to one bet go off last night with oh, Justin Herbert getting that anytime touchdown. So yeah, it was very solid night and unbelievable ending. But that that's the problem about some of these night games, Hartzell, especially in football, is like if you get an ending like that, you are hyped. Sometimes it's not even the Chiefs. Sometimes it's just a game that I'm watching or a game that I'm betting. And it ends like that. Like, how are you supposed to go to sleep an hour or two later? Can I be completely honest with you, Benny Heiss? I had everything ready to go. I had the chips and the dip, had myself some boulevards cracked open. And it was about seven o'clock. I thought, I'm good to go. I also then added a J to the equation. And when I smoked that, I was just going to rest my eyes for a bit. I'm just trying to rest my eyes before kickoff. And in my mind, I blinked and woke back up. And it was kickoff of the third quarter. Uh, but I feel like, but I feel like I woke up at the perfect time, Benny Heist, because man, I was wide awake from there on out. Yes, you were, and and that's that's a cardinal sin, man. You know, <laughs> you know better than that. Well, here's the thing: like, once you feel it coming out, this is a lesson that I learned when I started like putting my kids to bed you know, around like you know seven fifteen, seven thirty eight o'clock, and that first wave hits. Now, what most of us do is we just fight through it, and then next thing you know, it's like midnight, twelve thirty. And you're, you're lying in bed wide awake, but we just don't, we can't force ourselves to go to bed that early because we feel like we're going to miss out on everything. I will tell you the best thing that I can do for myself, and I, I rarely do it because it's just too damn hard to do. When you feel that first wave coming on, embrace it. Accept it okay. and just and just go to bed. Now <laughs> just go missed, to bed. <laughs> now you would have you would have missed out on a hell of a game, but it, or but maybe you just save the J. Maybe the the J comes at kickoff of the third quarter. And you plan it out a little bit like that, but at the same time, I, I understand the perspective. I would have been, I would have enjoyed that leading up to the start of kick. I thought you really can't go wrong either way. It was supposed to be a victory, Jay, but I can't control myself, Benny. I'm <laughs> self-aware. I have no self-control. You had the victory, Jay, before kickoff. That's how you know confident what? I was, Benny Heist. There you go. All right. Well, I mean, did you do something for the the post victory, Jay? Victory, Jay. Well, of course, because I couldn't go to sleep, so I, I had to keep <laughs> the good times rolling, Benny Heist. I guess literally. Yes. And it was worth it because that was a hell of a game. I think this is the one we can actually say we got our swagger back, baby. Yeah. I think without question, you finally saw the the offense break through in the fourth quarter. It was crazy. It was looking like a, a big under game, too. And that was the play that I was on at under 54 and a half because it was 13 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. And then you saw, I think, what, a combined 35, 36 points in the fourth quarter in overtime to give Kansas City the win. And and by the way, like if you're looking for an opportunity for Kelsey to get his swagger back, for Tyreek Hill to get their swagger back, I think the two of them together had was either 22 or 23 receptions for like 300-something yards and three touchdowns. I mean, if, if you're Mahomes, knowing that you have those two dudes available at your disposal whenever you need them, boy, what a what an absolute relief. And, and listen, I, I thought Herbert played really well. I, I don't think the stats were indicative of some of the throws that he made. He made some unreal throws, and I think that dude's for real. Um, he's shown it over the course of the last couple of years. Like that's going to be a really fun battle for a long, long time. But the Chiefs flexed on him last night. Like they 
took it out of their hands. And, and, and I think the other big conversation from last night too, Hartzell, is all the, the fourth down decisions that didn't work out for the Chargers. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I loved it out of that. Loved it. Loved it. Like, A, you're going with, with the math, and you're going to have plenty of you know, older folks that – you know, I, let me take that back. I, sh- I shouldn't put this all on older folks. That, that's wrong, and I, and I apologize for that. But you're going to have a lot yeah, of misinformed folks – <laughs> you're, that's true. You have a lot of folks that are just saying like, well, you know, they, they should have taken the points here and there. And at some point, Kansas City was going to break through. And you saw that. And just because they would have kicked maybe a couple field goals and would have a six point difference, you can't then say, well, you know, well, Kansas City won by six. And so that would have made a, a different outcome. That's bullshit. Like it changes the dynamic of the game. And then you're playing scared. And the Chargers admitted from the very beginning, we can't play scared against Kansas City. We have to go for it. We have to take with what the numbers indicate that we should do. And they they went and they just didn't execute. And, and frankly, that first play, they should have had a touchdown. But, you know, poor Donald Parnum uh, got hurt and hopefully he's OK. Yeah. But like that wasn't that was in his hands, man. Like that was a perfectly thrown ball. It should have been six nothing at that point. And his head unfortunately hit the turf and, yeah. and hopefully, you know, the positive news and, and good vibes to, to him the rest of the way. But like, you can't, you can't go back on that. And so the chargers did what I thought they needed to do, but they just didn't execute. They, they, the, the plan was right. The decisions were right. The execution just didn't happen. So where you see us going, Benny Heiss, I mean, do we control our destiny now in the AFC West? I also got to think that we are your favorites. Headed into uh, you know that big game, I'm not going to jinx yeah. it. So let me knock on wood. They're they're the favorites in the AFC. They were the favorites at the beginning of the season. I still think you look at Tampa Bay, and most sports books would also indicate that the Buccaneers remain the Super Bowl favorites, uh, followed by Kansas City, and then maybe you have you know the Patriots uh, fourth. I think Green Bay is third, um, and, and that seems reasonable to me. Like it, we're setting up for another rematch of last year with Brady and Mahomes, which would be incredible. Um, so I, I'd love to see that happen if that ends up coming to fruition. But um, I, I don't think the Chiefs, even with this seven-game winning streak, uh, have done enough to pass up on Tampa Bay because Bucks have been consistent and great all season long. Maybe a bad loss here and there. I think about, about the loss to Washington, but. It's not as if the Bucks are all the way at the top and the Chiefs are way behind them. They're they're fairly close, uh, but that's how it's setting up. So there's still maybe a little bit of value. If you believe the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now, and you think they're going to beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl, then then go ahead and bet them because you're still going to get a little bit of value there from where you didn't have it at the beginning of the season. Benny Heist, before I let you go, uh, who we got coming up? Who's next? You got the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ooh, uh, normally we're you know normally you're used to seeing the Steelers be among the best teams in the AFC. Another really interesting uh, AFC matchup. It's at Arrowhead, which is encouraging. Um, it's a very different Steelers team this year. They are the projected team to finish last in their division. Uh, they're probably going to win this weekend though against Tennessee. And the Titans are still a pretty good team, but uh, no Derrick Henry uh, is a big big loss for them. They're going to be missing some guys. Steelers are playing much better at home. Mike Tomlin, by the way, is like 13-3-2 against the spread as a home underdog. So, so go ahead and bet the Steelers uh, if you're looking for a play this weekend. They're one of my favorites. Uh, but them going into Arrowhead, Big Ben, 39 years old, can barely throw the ball downfield anymore. <laughs> it just, just doesn't seem like an opportunistic matchup. I, I think the line will be interesting. Like It might be Chiefs you know, 7.5 or 8. And then maybe I'd consider Pittsburgh to keep it close if their defense is playing well. But I mean, I Hartzell, I, I cannot figure out how to bet the Chiefs. Like we talked about it the other day. Like I thought the under was going to happen. I didn't want to make a play on the game. 
because uh, I thought the line at minus three was right. And sure enough, it was close and, and pretty much near that number all throughout the game until the Chiefs won it overtime. But the Steelers, I, I think, will fight. Uh, but the Chiefs should, based off talent and discrepancy this year, Chiefs should be able to whoop them. Benny Heisey is the managing editor over at BetSided.com. But on this show, we know him as your managing editor and chief on this your KC morning show. My brother, we'll chat next week. You got it. Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.